happy Monday. We hope you are all well. This week we've got a little bit of a different episode. So the wonderful people at the Holly Gazard Trust have got in touch and asked us to trial one of their new features on their Hollygard app. So we're really delighted and we want to be able to give you all the context of the app and how it works and also talking to you about Holly's story and who Holly Gazard is. So we hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the French Martini Club. My name's Gemma McGee. I'm Lauren Ainscoe. And I'm Lisa Ricketts. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Holly Gazard Trust, which was set up after the death of Holly Gazard in 2014. Um, She was tragically murdered by an ex-partner and after her death, her family have put together a trust in her name but also created a fantastic app to help women and, well, anyone in general Mm -hmm. um, just have an extra layer of protection for themselves um before we get into that obviously we released our episode last week about the channel 4 documentary around undercovering sexual harassment and we've had loads of feedback from you all and and i think the general consensus has been hasn't it that it was you all very much felt how we felt with those episodes with that episode what was interesting was i've spoke to um people through you know the the dms so to speak um and it was like linking to other profiles where there's so much conversation around response from, you know, other women who've had similar experiences or, yeah. you know, just messages, inappropriate messages or expectations from males and stuff. Um, and just the violence that's directed and how unsafe women are. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quite, quite eye-opening to realise other sort of sources shared. We've done a couple of episodes now just around domestic abuse and we've actually um, recommended the Hollyguard app through that. And just to um, just for a bit of a clear review, so the Holly Gazard Trust and Holly's family have created an app which we're going to talk about later and we're going to go into the detail of that and how that works and how it might benefit anybody in that situation. But first we want to talk about the story of Holly and what happened Um, So Holly was 20 years old. She was about to start a a new career. She was um, hairdressing. Um, From what articles have said and from what her family have said about her from all the videos on the trust, she was really like full of life and a lovely person. Um, And she unfortunately got into a relationship with somebody who wasn't like that and I don't know over what period of time but that person started to show signs of domestic abuse you know bombarding with text messages um being abusive and just obviously treating Holly in a way that she shouldn't have been treated so she decided to end things and in that time there must have been um a point in which she thought that it was too much or unacceptable because she actually reported it to the police. And she split up with him, reported it to the police, and a couple of days later, while she was in the salon, he actually came in and really sadly uh, murdered Holly. He stabbed her 14 times while she was um, cutting someone's hair in front of everyone with a blatant disregard for life. 
which is a tragic story and I think any death that ends in murder is tragic but I think a 20 year old girl who is starting out her life and would never have expected herself to be in that situation is really tragic. Do you know what I think is really sad? The fact that she had a choice to end that relationship. And she took yeah. it. And she took it and that that was that impacted on her ultimately, didn't it? Four days later was it that we were we were reading that he then went in and did that to her. Yeah. I think the bravest thing with domestic abuse is ending it. Mm. And she was so brave to end it. And we're not going to name that person. He doesn't deserve to be named at all. But he obviously then did the unthinkable. And I cannot imagine what that was like for the people that was there, the pe- her family, her she friends. She probably thought as well being at her salon was like her safe place. Yeah. That's like her, yeah. you know, no one can hurt me there because there's plenty of people around Well, it's me. a public space, isn't it? Like. Yeah. You just can't even imagine, can you? You can't. So, out of this um, terribly tragic event, her um, her mum, dad and her sister have set up the Holly Gazard Trust. And from doing our research about it, it is like a fantastic trust with a couple of like main aims. Yeah, so the main aims are they go into businesses and basically educate businesses on how to help them be responsible for helping staff suffering from domestic abuse um, or sexual abuse um, and just to make it everyone aware of harassment. Um, they also go into schools and colleges as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, schools and colleges and do exactly the same things. They work with students um, covering issues including domestic abuse and again sexual harassment and making people aware of what these these things are and what that's where it what starts, is awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important because if, I mean, you are so unaware at 20 of, like, the world. Like, you almost live in a bubble. You really do. Like, I it, I put myself in a tw- back in my 20-year-old self. I didn't know anything about domestic abuse. I didn't know about controlling behaviour. Mm. I didn't know anything like I think that. Like we've mentioned stuff like this before about when you say domestic abuse, people just think, oh, someone hitting me. But it's not, is it? And I've, we've obviously spoke about this before, but it's so many different varieties of things that can happen that you wouldn't necessarily link to think it's domestic abuse. Yeah. Like mental, there's financial, there's, you know, bombarding someone with texts and calls and things like that. Like, yeah, there's so much, isn't there? Ultimately, it's about power con- power and control, isn't it? Underpinning everything. So in Holly's case, you know, her ending that relationship for whatever she wanted for her future, that control's been taken away. And then that's where that sort of response comes from a perpetrator isn't it mm-hmm. um and yeah as you said she's in a workplace she's what was it it wasn't sort of late at night was it you know Six like o'clock it was when he went. it's it's just like unthinkable isn't it mm. um i think what the charity are doing and trying to achieve as well by having the charity but also by having the app is about awareness the fact that they're going into schools Mm. um, and educating people like if we'd have had a talk like that in our school I really think it would have kind of set us up for a lot of I think it would have set us up for understanding what was right and wrong 
and what was acceptable and not acceptable in behaviours like when we yeah. were mm. in nightclubs or, you know, because there's been times, I think we did the last episode, didn't we, around sexual harassment. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of things that link in with sexual harassment that can lead to domestic abuse. Yeah. A hell of a lot of things. Or things that you might not recognise as being sexual harassment or they made a comment or they made me feel intimidated, but actually, if you put that in a relationship, that is domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, and harassment. What are the other things that we, what are the other things that the trust do? So they go into businesses, schools and they colleges. Go into communities as well, and basically highlight the exact same things they do in colleges and schools. And then the prevent element of the trust is then, obviously the app, isn't it? Um, which we're going to talk about. Um so what else is it that the um, the trust promotes? So they've got three aims, the trust. The first one being raising awareness for domestic abuse and stalking. Mm. Um, second is to provide training for educational organisations, businesses and community groups. And the third one is promoting safeguarding with Hollyguard, which is the app. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little about the app. So Lisa, when we were discussing this, so we spoke about the app um, in one of our episodes last year around domestic abuse, abuse. Wasn't it? but we were speaking about this just before we started and you actually promote that app on a daily basis. So why do you promote it and use it so much in your field of domestic abuse? Do you know what? I assume everybody's heard of it and it, I think it still needs... I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of it until yeah, you mentioned it last year. I think... It's such an important app for people who are experiencing domestic abuse. But I also think it's great to have there, like, you know, for, for women, particularly young women, who might be getting into new relationships, you don't know that person. There's a lot of online dating, so you don't know who you're meeting. And I think that's one of the features on the app, isn't it, that... Um, is it called meeting feature? Where if you go and meeting somebody new and it's a new date or a first date or whatever... You know, it sort of feeds into a lot of how society works and what positions and situations young women are in. So I think, you know, I wish it had been around when we were younger. I know, we said that. There's so many times that we have, like, especially at night, yeah. Yeah. Because you can track your journey on it. It can give sort of an expected time when you're back. Um, obviously you link your family and your friends to it, trusted yeah. contacts, and then, you know, you can set up the phone, where, the the app where you shake your phone and then it will alert your contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, however, because it's got a police-approved response team that are linked to it, um, which is one of sort of the extra features, then if your sort of trusted contacts can't respond, you know you're going to get that sort of response from that team. Yeah, so, amazing. I think that's so amazing. Fantastic. I imagine Absolutely saying brilliant. that to, like, when we were younger, saying that to your mum and being like, mum, I've got this app. Like, yeah. X, Y, and Z. Like, you don't mm. need to worry about me because yeah. I'll just use know, this app if yeah. anything happens. It wouldn't have been like, give me three rings yeah. when you're yeah. in. Send me a text when I know you're but in. But also for us, like, we were talking the other week. You said, oh, I was walking back from Manchester in an area that I'd never walked in before and I, like, was worried and, and I felt like... Like, I um, felt really uncomfortable and I didn't know what was going to happen. And did you not say that there was someone at the end of the street or there was someone there and you just Mm. felt really wary? That app gives you so much comfort. Yeah. My instinct was to ring Joel, but a lot of people aren't in that situation where they can ring someone. They might not have credit. You still get that now. I still get people who say, I've not got credit. Um, But going back to promoting it through my job, I think you asked me, well, who do you promote it to? Yeah. And my, my answer to that is everybody. So I work 
from you know people as young as 16 right up to the age of I think my eldest client was in their 80s and you know who hasn't got a phone now it works on all smartphones mm. um, and it's something I mentioned to every single client because part of the safety plan is how to keep yourself safe what do you do in an emergency what are you what are your options so um yeah everybody and anyone mm. I think just for context, so we're talking quite openly about the app because we've had it for a couple of weeks and we've been using it um, or setting it up and making sure that it's there for us to use. I know quite a lot on the podcast we do we do talk about apps that are really useful and this one we've all said is something that we would 100% use as and when we needed it. So just for context, the way that it works is you download it, it's free to download. There's a couple of different options on the app depending on what's the right package for you. So there's a free version and with that free version you um, can set up, so it's got like trusted contacts. So on there I've set up Lauren, Lisa and James. So um, And when you set up those trusted contacts it actually sends them a message to tell them that they've been set up as a trusted contact as well so that's really good it comes up like um a bit like google maps and then you can plot in like where you're walking and there's different features on there but the biggest thing that's probably amazing is you once the app is open and you've got the app open and say you've got it in your pocket if anything was to happen if you shake your phone it then sends a message to your emergency contacts letting them know that potentially you're in trouble or you know something's happened but also the it has like a track a, like a journey tracker but also it records audio and video for mm. you so if you are in a situation where you need evidence or you need something recording or you're unsure it does it automatically through your smartphone which i just think is like amazing do you know what i really like about it obviously if you were if without the app if you were in a situation where you felt vulnerable or you would make it obvious or known to people you're trying to contact somebody for for example you might ring somebody or you might yeah. call the police or whatever yeah it's so discreet you yes. don't have to let that person know no. you're doing that yeah, and i think so that's discreet. what's good about it yeah you don't it you over wait you're you're raising awareness without mm. actually mm. the letting them know, and that's what's clever about it. Which really clever. in a in a situation like that, really, you you're to. not letting that risk escalate, are you? Because no. they don't know potentially anyway. Um, and then, so that's the that's the that's the main package. So that package is available to anyone that wants to download it. And then they also have um, another version. So the other version actually has the twenty four seven professional alert monitoring on it and that is um a police approved team that actually then get involved so if your emergency contacts can't you you can't get hold of them it takes that worry away so actually you do know that somebody who has been police approved is making the police aware and that help is on the way and i think that's amazing they've just actually done a a, a partnership with this feature with amazon um and we're going to trial it as well because we're, we're so interested in how this app works and we've all sat here and said that it's a massive benefit so yeah, we really believe in the app and we think the features are amazing, but we want to try it for ourselves and actually see how that works and what, what it's like. So we are going to do that and we're going to do that in the next two weeks because it also coincides with a Netflix documentary that's coming out about Holly and what's happened, um, which is on the 1st of February, Netflix. Yeah. Do you know what I was going to say about the app? Obviously, 
you're saying you can have the free version, which just have your emergency contacts on, and then the upgraded version where you have your, the police team that you could that potentially go it goes to if your emergency contacts don't answer. For me, I would want that more than just the not the free one, mm-hmm. just because I feel like because they are a police approved team. If I was in danger, I'd, not that my emergency contacts wouldn't help me, but I'd feel like I would have more protection through that team. Mm. Particularly if you are. So we're not necessarily talking about the day-to-day. Like I, I would like to think that we don't have that, that risk posed in our life day-to-day. But if we were at uni and we had this app and we paid, I don't know, a, like they said, a one-off fee a, a year for this app, how fantastic would that be? But also, people who are in a vulnerable scenario, 100% mm. this app is going to save lives. I'm just going to say, this is saving lives. It's not just a, you know... It's also from, like, a point of view where, you know, clients have had, like, restraining orders in place or non-molestation orders, which is similar but a civil a, a civil order rather than a criminal order. Um, sometimes it's really hard to prove that your ex-partner's breaching that. So the the recording element of the app where it's gathering that evidence for you is such a brilliant, brilliant sort of aspect of that app that it's getting that av- evidence so you can say, well, they did breach it, it's there mm-hmm. in black and white. The whole aspect of the trust as well, like going out and educating mm-hmm. people in the community, in schools, like that's huge. I know you mentioned that there was an initiative that you were aware of that went and spoke to young lads. Yeah, so we've got a project at work that goes into schools within Manchester um, and they have conversations around healthy relationships and um, really challenging some of the views that males hold. And I think that's where it starts, you know, with the Enough campaign that we talked about Mm -hmm. and different conversations we've had. It's, okay, you've got, you know, people in these relationships, where is that behaviour learnt from? Where are those thoughts and processes coming from? If that's at home, they're not getting the right education, are they? So the fact that it can be done in schools like it is with the Holly Gazard Trust is fantastic to me. I really back that that's, this, that's where they're starting. Yeah, I agree. And then I know we've just touched on it then, but yeah, on the 1st of Feb, Um, there's going to be a Netflix uh, documentary out about Holly. I believe there's going to be a series. Yeah, so it's called My Lover, My Killer, and it's on Netflix, um, and it airs on the 1st of February, um, and it's series two. So I think Holly's is due to be featured in episode two of Mm -hmm. that season, um, and it'll detail Holly's story and feature people close to her, um, including the charity founder, obviously, her dad, um, Nick Gazard. So... um, yeah, we'll certainly be watching it and also, you know, if we can potentially sort of share the link and just sort of... Yeah. Um, I think obviously yeah. the the whole aim of this is to get our following and women our age and younger and people we know just to be made aware of this yeah, app. And it's all about awareness and this is what we're here to to provide. And I think some of our listeners will have never have heard of Holligard or Holligard Holligard app or Holligard like we need to make create awareness and this is what exactly what we're trying to do yeah. um so we really want you to download download it, it have and a look have at a it. read about yeah. her and obviously watch the Netflix mm. documentary and also mums we've got so many mums who listen to the podcast and they've got young young daughters get it downloaded so it's your peace of mind as well yeah um, absolutely but yeah I think um I read an article that um 
the so Holly passed away in 2014 and her family have been developing this technology over that period of time along with building really great foundations for the trust but obviously with the, the sad passing away of Sarah Everard there was a huge spike in people downloading this app and That's using brilliant. it because obviously in Sarah's case she was walking home mm-hmm. wasn't she during Covid mm-hmm. and I think even if you only use it to walk home or where you, wherever you're walking alone and it gives you that peace of mind, it's just worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Um, so, yeah, that is our episode. Like we said, there's a couple of different things to this. There's definitely an awareness about Holly, her story, and the trust that they've built. Um, the and app- we'll share the Instagram page as well because they promote loads of like different sort of events that they hold. Like wearing yes. purple is one of... Um, one of the things um, is it 17th and 18th of February this yeah, year yeah, and yeah. they've got another date in July so it's all about raising awareness and where people can get involved feeding into the charity so they can keep things running because yeah what a brilliant concept I think we do need to say as well about the the app if you are to download it and obviously purchase the app it is all going to charity it's not yeah. it's mm. not profit funded to the you know it all goes back into their charity yeah um which is amazing, and yeah. they deserve everything. And I, 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 we've obviously whenever we do an episode, we research, and I've watched um, I watched a video of a dad talking about why he did the app, and one of the things he said was she was such a bright personality and full of life and he wants something that represents her and I genuinely think this app does even Mm. to the detail that it's got her face on it like I just think it's fantastic and we spoke a lot about different things to do with the domestic abuse sexual harassment catcalling all these things tie in and if there's anything like an app that can help you feel safer why wouldn't you download it and use mm, it? It's relevant, isn't it? Who's so not relevant. got the phone with them? Who's not always on the phone on social media and stuff like that? So, yeah, don't yeah. make an excuse. Download it, use it. And what tragic story turned into ultimately saving lives and helping other people. Yeah, Fantastic. and educating young people. Mm-hmm. Um, so look out for some of the content that we're going to put on about the app, about the trust, but also the Netflix documentary that's coming out as well on the 1st of Feb. And we will link everything. But that is our episode for today. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.